We believe that personal branding is simply the digitization and the monetization of your reputation. Mm. It is literally just the formalizing of your reputation. And we all have Mm. one. Some of us have one proactively and it's intentional. Others have it reactively and not so intentional. Mm -hmm. And we believe that personal branding is the intentional forward focused effort of just creating your reputation and actually using it to grow your business. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our business, grow our leadership and develop our teams in a way that allows us to get our products and services out of the world yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner, and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Hey, before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner, your host. AJ Vaden is our guest today, and she is the CEO and co-founder of the Brand Builders Group, one of the world's leading experts in personal brand strategy. Over the last 15 years, she's helped create, launch, and grow several multi-million dollar businesses, all the way from startup to seven and eight figures in annual revenue. Along with her company, Brand Builders Group, AJ has been featured in Inc., Success Magazine, Fast Company, Entrepreneur, and Good Morning America. She's the co-host of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast, which forms recently named as one of the top 10 podcasts to listen to in 2021. And she was also named one of the top five personal branding speakers, inspiring and teaching people the power of personal branding. We cover a tremendous amount in this episode. I know you're going to get a ton out of this. It's going to help you and your business, and to be able to grow your personal brand. Without further ado, here's my conversation with AJ Faden. Wouldn't it be a great start to 2021 by having more leads in your book of business? Well, that's where our partners at Direct Clicks Inc. come in. Their team's dialed-in approach to running Google ads and online SEO campaigns maximize the quality and the volume of your leads, whether that's for inbound phone calls or even exclusive leads through your website. Direct Clicks Inc. works only with PNC insurance agency owners, so they have thousands of hours creating, A-B split testing, and improving online campaigns specifically for insurance. They also understand why each and every marketing dollar matters in providing true results, low paper clicks, transparency, and attention to detail, all of which is discussed in depth during your monthly review calls. Reach out to the Direct Clicks team at directclicksinc.com. That's directclicksinc.com and find out how they can make a difference in your approach to generating new business. Are you ready to get out of the daily rut and begin working at your highest level? Coach P Consulting will help you do just that using the same strategies he did to sell over 500 life insurance policies in 2020 and own track for over 600 life insurance policies in 2021. No, this is not your regular one and done type coaching. You'll get personalized coaching two days a week, every week of the month, and you'll get a live look at the behind the scenes team training and an office performing at the highest level. Coach P currently has a 100% retention rate for everyone who joins. And hey, those numbers speak for themselves. 
Coach P will train your team alongside his own to show you the exact steps they are taking to achieve chairman circle in two agencies, exotic travel, and multi-line presence club. So whether your goal is to be the top of your local market or amongst the best in the country, this training will give you the strategies and tactics to get you there. For just $250 a month, you'll get high-level coaching each week from someone who is already getting it done at that level. His strategies work, and it's time to put them to work for you. Sign up at coachpconsulting.com and get 50% off your first month of coaching when you mention the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Again, that's coachpconsulting.com. Hey, Jay Vaden, welcome to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Hey, so happy to be here. Oh, so excited to have you. So we always start with background and origin story. And so why don't you tell our listening audience a little bit about kind of your story and how you got to where you are today? Oh, gosh, that's a, how long do we have here? <laughs> so I'll make this really high level. So I went to school, I went to college to be an art major, a painting major, and then very quickly realized that probably wasn't the most lucrative business choice. And so I switched to marketing and advertising right at the last minute. And I took my first job out of college that lasted mm, six weeks. And I realized I was not going to make a very good employee. The whole idea of being somewhere at a certain time and all those things really wasn't what I wanted. And so at age 22, I started on a very entrepreneurial journey and I was lucky enough my childhood best friend was starting a company who he was 23, you know, so much experience. But then we had two other business partners who came in and an investor and uh, started a sales coaching and training company. And yeah, like at 22 in 2005, wow. if you remember 2005, and I think our naivety, our ignorance was bliss. It was the most beautiful thing. And I went on, uh, my business partner later became my husband, who I'm still married to. Even though we're still in business together, we have survived that. But we built a very large eight-figure sales coaching and training, speaking, consulting business. We were super blessed. Uh, by the time that we exited that company three and a half years ago, there were almost 200 coaches well into the eight figures. And that was great. And then we realized that life had us on a different track for the next season of our professional and personal lives. And so three and a half years ago, we had a very, I would say somewhat sudden exit, uh, sold out our shares, our other partners, and began this new journey. And it was a really good friend of ours, a fellow podcaster. I don't know if you're familiar with Lewis Howes. He reached out to us and we had been friends, but said, hey, I find myself at this certain place in my business, in my life. And for whatever reason, I just keep getting this prompting that you guys can help me with where I kind of feel like I'm stuck. And so we very suddenly had a bunch of time on our hands. <laughs> so we said, if you come out to Nashville, we'll give you two days of our time. And we did. And it was at the end of those two days. And this was in May of 2018. And he said, I know what your next business is. It's what you just did for me. And so we spent the next two weeks and like, honestly, we prayed about it, talked about it, brainstormed because we had not had a plan to jump right into another business. And then June 1st, a solid three weeks after <laughs> exiting our last business, we launched Brand Builders Group. We're a personal brand strategy firm for small business owners, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and influencers. But honestly, anyone who is trying to create more influence and create more impact simultaneously is who we work with. And honestly, this was such a godsend for us because personal branding three and a half years ago was still kind of like 
okay, what is that? And now it's a very hot topic and everyone's trying to figure out how to do it. So good timing for us. Absolutely. Okay. So we'll have to have you come back home. We'll do another podcast on how husbands and wives work together and stay married. Okay. That'll be a different episode. Okay. Bonus, um, bonus, so, bonus content. Well, that's such a great story. And obviously for the success that you all had from 2005 to 2018, starting out so young, but then building again at the time, you probably didn't even use the terms personal branding, but to build the brand of that company and then for yourselves. But let's start with just the definition of personal branding, because you said it is somewhat new. Some people are trying to figure that out. What is it and why is it important? Why should we as business owners, thought leaders, influencers, why should we even be thinking about it? So a year and a half ago, we started asking those exact same questions. And we had naturally organically started servicing a lot of different high profile clients. But then we started attracting a lot of insurance agents and doctors, lawyers, financial services clients. And we started saying, well, what is it that everyone is drawn to? And what is this really big definition? And so towards the end of last year, we launched a national research study and we hired an independent research firm, brought them on and did a fully valid research study across the United States. So it's very specific to the United States because we wanted to know the answers to those exact same questions. And so here's, I'll give you what our interpretation of it is, but then I'll also tell you what Americans said. So we believe that personal branding is simply the digitization and the monetization of your reputation. Mm. It is literally just the formalizing of your reputation. And we all have one. Some of us have one proactively and it's intentional. Others have it reactively and not so intentional. Mm -hmm. And we believe that personal branding is the intentional forward focused effort of just creating your reputation and actually using it to grow your business. Mm -hmm. I would say it's also very simply defined as personal branding is simply what you are known for. It's mm. what you are known for. And I believe that should be intentional. Now, we mm. asked Americans, what is a personal brand to you? And I thought this was fascinating because yeah. most of Americans said that a personal brand to them was someone who was simply recognizable. That's it. It could be mm. the local grocery store owner. It could be the local business person, the politician, that local celebrity, but it was someone who was simply recognizable. And they said that there's a mm. lot to do with that as we dissected this study, which we will give you a link to if anyone is so interested in it. But it was really fascinating to really see how synonymous personal branding and trustworthiness were in the marketplace mm. today. And we went into this study very much wanting to discover the impacts and trends of personal branding. And what we found is that there is a very much more important and significant layer to this, which is that personal branding is a trust accelerator. And mm. trust is the new currency of how we do business. It's like people want to know you, see you, learn from you, get value from you way before they ever spend money with you. And personal branding is a way to help people see you, get to know you, learn from you, and trust you, thus making the sale a whole lot easier. A couple of things that come to mind. We've all heard the no like, and trust factor that basically 
people are not binary. They're not like one or the other. They're not going to buy or not going to buy. Sometimes they need to be warmed up to decide if they want to move forward with that. And that's that know, like, and trust. But very few people actually tell you how to do it. They just say, hey, you need to have the know, like, and trust factor. Would you agree with that? I would totally agree with it. Here's what I would say is like, I also feel like a lot of people tell you that you need to be on social media. And it's like, that's one thing that you need to do. And I think a lot of people just naturally assume that building a personal brand is connected to building a social media platform. And we would say there are two different types of personal brands that we all have. There is an online personal brand, which is anything from podcasting and blogging and your website and social media. But then there's your offline personal brand, which would be anything from how are you known at the local chamber of commerce? Do you go out? Are you a part of nonprofit organizations? How do your employees see you? How do your clients see you? But there's this offline personal brand that is also equally important. And here's the thing that I think is fascinating amongst all of this is one of the things that we asked Americans is we said, we want to know when it comes to purchase decisions, what are the most important factors to you when deciding whom to buy from? And then we had a list of like 20 different options and they included anything from you have a self-published book to have a New York Times bestselling book. You have a viral TED Talk video, you have a course, you have a huge online following, you have a podcast, you have a really nice website. We asked about 20 different things. Overwhelmingly, the most significant factor, 62% of Americans said that the most important thing to them was none of that stuff. But the most important thing to them was that you have third-party testimonials about what Mm. it's like to work with you. In other words, do other people say and verify that you are who you say you are and you do what you say you're going to do? Again, Mm. back to trust. And we want social proof. And I thought it was so fascinating because I live in this world that you could have a blog, a self-published book, a traditionally published book, or a New York Times bestselling book. And Americans said all of those hold the exact same weight and credibility when deciding whom to buy from. Now, just let that sink in for a second. How long does it take to write a blog? Mm. And then how long does it take to write a book and then have it published and then convince other people to read it and buy it and reach the New York Times status? And Americans are going, blog, book, whatever, about the same thing when it comes to buying from you. What I really want to know are what do your customers have to say? What do your employees have to say? 62%, double those others. Wow. Tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I feel like it's almost an Amazon effect. <laughs> like when we go on and we're buying something, we're going to read the description of it, but then we're going to go and reviews. read the reviews. Yeah. And I'm going to read the good ones and I'm going to read the bad ones. And sometimes I make my decision based off what the bad ones say. Because I think, you know what, if that's the worst that they could come up with on this book or this camera or this whatever, then I'm going to go ahead and move forward with it. I was actually going to ask you today, I'd heard this saying even recently, you are who Google says you are. But that's actually probably not necessarily true because you can do a lot of things on Google through pay-per-click, et cetera, Mm -hmm. which are all valuable. But let's just talk about your website for a second. You can do things to make sure that the results, so to speak, are showing something, but it's actually not, that's not as valuable as the case studies and testimonials from their clients. And your yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've never heard anyone say that before, but I would actually argue and say, no, you are who you say you are. 
most people just don't put enough time, effort, attention, and resources into saying who they are. That's so true. Do people recognize your agency brand? More importantly, do people care about your brand? At Relevant Marketing Solutions, we partner with you to clarify your message and deliver it through multiple marketing channels, creating a brand that inspires. With over 10 years experience working with insurance agencies, our team can help your agency not only get noticed, but start cultivating brand champions. From creating a logo to putting it on a coffee mug, we are your one-stop shop for all things marketing. We can even produce a video of you drinking out of your cool new mug. Visit us at relevantadvantage.com to learn more. And if you're a state farm agent, you can also find us at sfagentpromos.com and be sure to enter Club Capital at checkout for a special discount. That's Club Capital, lowercase and no spaces at checkout for a special discount. Relevant Marketing Solutions, helping you cultivate brand champions. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue and increase your bottom line? Club Capital is here to help. Built for agents by agents, so we know your struggles. With accounting, payroll, and HR solutions, tax services, analytics, and more, let's get you on the path to serious success. Using data-driven insights, you'll grow your business based on revenue and expense comparisons alongside your top-performing peers. With over $100 million in tracked annual revenue and $70 million in tracked annual expenses, we have the data to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. Let's make your back office less of a hassle and more of the strategic generator that powers the growth to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book your complimentary, no obligation demo. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. When you mentioned trustworthiness a minute ago, I think many of us have at least heard of the book or read it. The Five Dysfunctions of Team by Patrick Lindsay. And the number one thing he talks about dysfunction of team is lack of trust. Mm -hmm. And now he's talking about it in the context of teams. But obviously, the same thing applies whenever somebody is deciding who are they going to buy from? Who are they going to buy the services, the policies, the products from? Yeah. So there's three things that I think are really interesting on this. And I love that book. I highly recommend it. If no one has read it, read it. I think it's a great book. But there's three things I think are really important when we talk about that see you, know you, learn from you thing that we mentioned earlier. One of the things that I think actually accelerates people's ability to trust you is their ability to know you in terms of what you believe, not just what you do. And I just know that from our study, but then also from personal experience, but our study says that 72% of Americans say that companies or individuals or companies are more influential if they promote content and ideas versus products and services. And so there's an influence factor of if you give me value, if you're teaching me something, content and ideas are way more important in my ability to be influenced by you. Mm -hmm. But then simultaneously, I also believe that we spend way too much time on content and ideas and we forget that there's a whole nother aspect to who we are as human beings. We mm -hmm. are parents, we are spouses, we are children, we are friends, we like to travel, we like to cook, we like to garden, we like to swim, we like to veg out and Netflix. It's like, and here's what I would say, it's like, and I just take myself as this micro example of this. I can post a picture of me and my family and our Halloween costumes, and it will get 100 times the engagement of me posting content and ideas. Why? Because people are fascinated with the human 
element of who we are. And so many people who are in business today focus just on the business and forget we actually care way more about who you are as a person than what you do from mm. nine to five. That's so good. We were talking about Virgin earlier. I think it also speaks to why Richard Branson has more followers on social media than Virgin and why Elon Musk has more followers than Tesla and SpaceX. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I could give you hundreds of examples of an individual's ability to garner a larger following than a corporation's, right? The most followed entities online are almost all individuals with a very slight few of Nike being one of the top 10, but almost all the others of the other nine are humans or people. And we forget the human element where it's like, if I'm going to give you my money, I don't want to just know what you do in the office. I want to know, are you a reputable, integritous person at home, right? Mm. Are you going to take all my money and just go booze it up on the weekends? Or are you actually doing something good? Like, are you a give back person? Are there beliefs that you believe in? And I always say that Sarah Blakely and Spanx are the great example. And I'll just throw another stat at you. But in our study, it revealed that 82% of Americans say that they are more likely to purchase from a company whose founder or executives have an established personal brand. 82%. It was the largest majority percentage of any other question, any other data point that we gathered in the entire study. And again, I think Sarah Blakely and Spanx is a great example. It's like, I don't follow Spanx online. (laughs) I do follow Sarah Blakely and I buy Spanx because of who Sarah Blakely is. Like, Mm. I want to empower women who are going, no, I still 100% own this company and I always will. I make every single decision and it's my choice. This is how it's, it's like, I know her story. I believe in her as a person. And I'm like, Mm. I'm going to support you. So I could buy Commando. I'm not going to. I'm going to spend more money to buy your product because I like who you are. That's so powerful. Let's get real tactical. If somebody has not taken the effort, they're listening to this and they say, okay, well, where do I start? Okay. So you've convinced me that I need to begin. So it's really a two-part question. Where, number one, should someone begin? And secondly, for the person who is trying to check all the boxes, where are some of the things that you've seen people go wrong Mm -hmm. to where they're doing, quote unquote, all the right things? and yet not getting anywhere. So speak to those two things. Okay, I'm going to cover the last one first because I think it's a simpler answer. You can do all the right things in the completely wrong order. And that's where we see most people go wrong. They do the right things, but there is also a right order to things. And most people think that a personal brand is getting a pretty website. It is not. In fact, Brand Builders Group, we're three and a half years old. The first seven months that we launched our company, we didn't even have a website. We had one landing page that said, please request a call here. We leveraged our personal brands and our reputation and the audience of ourselves and our network. And that's how we did this. It was not a huge following. We started over in our new company with zero social media following. Gave up our first podcast. Like We literally started over but it was leveraging our reputation, our personal brands, and the audiences of those that we're connected to. So there are right things to do, but there's also a right order. Most people go out of order. And here's the problem. Most people don't want to do the strategy work. They want to do the fun, 
and eye-pleasing work, they want to jump to the end before they've laid a good foundation, right? Mm -hmm. Like people do not like having to go and visit a job site where they're pouring the foundation and digging the dirt. They want the house up. They want the framing up. They want to pick out the wallpaper and the hardwood floors and the paint, right? Those are all the visual things that people want to jump to. And so then I'll go and answer your first question. So where should you start? You have to know what is the purpose of your personal brain. And so we believe that a personal brand at its essence in the very beginning has four distinct parts. And this is what we do. This is what we help people with. But it's we help people discover what problem do you solve? What unique way do you solve it? Who do you solve it for? And then how do you make money solving it? And we believe that the number one secret to a best-selling personal brand is being crystal clear on what problem am I committed to solve for my audience? And it's a one problem and it's a one word problem. I should not have to explain it. Like, so if you just take a brain builders group, for example, and I was kind of like walk you through this, it's like, we believe like we were sent here to solve the problem of obscurity for people Mm -hmm. who have a message that they feel called to share. So our problem is obscurity. Our Mm -hmm. message is build and monetize your personal brand. And we believe that we do it in a unique way because we leverage reputation. Now, there are other people who are going to tell you, like, build a funnel. We also believe in building funnels, but we believe that's at the end, not at the Mm -hmm. beginning. And so the problem we solve is obscurity. Our unique message is build and monetize your personal brand. That's how you overcome obscurity. And we're going to teach you how to uniquely do that by leveraging your reputation. Mm -hmm. And so... If we kind of just kind of go back to that, I believe that if you look at most websites or most flyers or most social media posts, and we talk a lot about what we do, but we don't talk about what problem we solve. And that's the first thing. The second thing is we don't know what our clear, concise message is. Like, what is our clear, concise message to our audience? In other words, how do we solve this problem for you, right? If the problem you solve is inexperience, well... What is your message to someone who is inexperienced? And Mm. that's where the uniqueness and the power of a personal brand comes is because it's almost impossible to have an identical problem, an identical message with anybody else because they're just not you. It's almost impossible. But then I think where people really, really struggle is who do you solve it for? And so many of the clients that we work with go, well, it's really anyone. And I'm like, no, it's not. It is not. And so then instead of going, who can I serve? It's who do I want to serve? Right? Who is that one person? And that's way we say it's like you write content for one person, not for an audience. So create a profile for one person. How old are they? Are they married? Do they have kids? What are their needs? What are their wants? What are their questions? What are their fears? It's like take one exact person and go, this is who I am built to serve. This is who my business was built for. This is who I feel called to serve. And then once you have those three things in line, it will naturally be easy to go, now here's how I'm going to make money solving it. Now, most of our clients already have an existing business model, right? So many of the people listening to this podcast, maybe you have a financial firm, an insurance agency, maybe you're a doctor or a lawyer, but most people have a business that they already know how to monetize. So they want to use their personal brand to drive more leads to that existing business. Others, though, go, I want to create new revenue streams, right? I want to write a book. I want to go out speaking. I want to build a course. I want to start a podcast. 
how do I do those things? But at the end of the day, it's like, it doesn't matter what the business is. Everything else should be true every single time. When I hear you say that, I know there's got to be somebody that is hearing that and, and that concept and the idea of niching down. I've heard it also referred to as micro niche, right? Mm-hmm. Or niche, niche. I don't know which one apple, it is. Right. It's like uh, apple, tomato, sure. tomato. I don't know. It's like, is there another way of saying apple? No, it's like tomato, tomato, whatever you want to say. Recently started watching Ted Lasso. I just want to know how would Ted Lasso say it? Okay. You know, maybe. He's my <laughs> he favorite said, character on all of TV. He's awesome. I'm two weeks into, my wife and I are two weeks into listening to him. So this is coming up frequently. <laughs> anyway, okay. He would probably say niche. That's probably how he would <laughs> This is true. Okay. So they're hearing that and they're saying, yeah, I mean, I get that. But for my business and what I do, see, I don't want to cast that broad, that small of a net because I want to be able to be open for anybody that comes in. And so you've got to be able to just speak to that point there. Yeah. So when we talk about building, it's your core target audience. And at the think about it like a bullseye. And at the very center of a bullseye, there's a little tiny red circle. And that should be your ideal avatar, that one specific person that you're going after. And if you naturally get very, very clear and have to go after that person, there's also going to be a second layer, which is what we call as your secondary audience. And then there's going to be a third layer, which is your tertiary audience. And I'll talk to you about how this really works, specifically in the digital world, because you're going to waste a whole bunch of money if you're trying to reach everyone right? The more specific you can get, the more effective it's going to be. But I believe Mm -hmm. the same with asking for referrals. If I said, Hey, Bradley, can you refer me to someone who wants to build their personal brand? You'd be like, maybe possibly. But if I said, Hey, do you know any hungry entrepreneurs who have a state farm agency that are in high growth mode in Huntsville, Alabama, would you be able to think of someone? Yeah, I think we can think of somebody. Right. So, but it's the difference of, Hey, I'd love to be referred to anyone who wants to build their personal brand, which is everyone versus I know exactly who I'm going after. I want hungry entrepreneurs in their mid thirties to mid forties who are building state farm business who are da, 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 da. And it's like the more niche you can get, the easier it is to identify those people. And it's easier for people like us to go, yeah, I do know someone. Versus, I mean, I might, I'll think about it. I'll let you know. And the art of sales, like how often do we get, yeah, let me think about that. And that's because we're too broad. The net is always too broad. The same thing happens online. The same thing happens with a podcast. The same thing happens with a website or blog or a book. It's like the more focused it is, the more appealing it becomes to exactly who it was built for. And if you get really focused on that, there's naturally going to be a second layer. So if I use this state farm example, and you go, no, I don't know any state farms. Like, well, how about it is anyone who owns an insurance agency in general? So mm. that would be like my secondary. And then, mm. no, well, how about anyone who's in financial services? Mm. So I've got this really specific person, and then it broadens out just a little bit. And then it broadens out just a little bit more because you will naturally catch people in those secondary and tertiary audiences the more specific you get at the bullseye. Two things. One, I think that you just gave a great tip for all of us just on referrals in our Mm -hmm. referral process that I don't think should go missed just in general before outside of our conversation around personal brand. The second thing I want to come back to, because I was going to mention it earlier, is when you were talking about you can do the right things really at the wrong time. And I think that that's so true just in business in general is that maybe we're starting out 
the business is at, I don't know, quarter of a million dollars, just starting out, make a number. And you look at somebody who's doing $2 million and you ask them, what is all the things that they're doing at 2 million? Well, a lot of times that may actually be really great advice, but it also could come at the wrong time because Mm -hmm. what a better question would be is what are the things that person or that business did to get to 2 million, not what they're doing right now. Whenever you get to that point, then you're going to want to know that. Do you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that. I think the downfall of all businesses and people really is the fact that we compare our step one to someone else's step 1000. I totally agree. I think the same thing happens when we're trying to do something and you start comparing it to why is this person getting all this engagement? Why are these people getting all these subscribers or how are they getting all these new clients? And it's like, you're comparing what you're doing, your step one to someone else's step 1000, because we never see the work behind the scenes. We only see the final product. Yeah. I mean, if you're a coach consultant and you're asking questions saying, okay, let's talk about what you were doing when you guys were at eight figures. Well, I mean, I think that's an incredible story and there's some underlying principles in there, but when you have 200 coaches, it's like, well, that's a totally different deal than you being just one person building that. Yeah. What is something else with the study? Because I think it's, by the way, I didn't mention this earlier. It's one thing for you all to have figured it out yourself, number one. And then number two, to work with someone, obviously a friend like Lewis, building his, and then to realize, okay, we've got actually some IP here. We're going to unpack and we can be able to help other people. But it's not just in the experience that you have. You actually went out and did a study. What are some of the things that came out of that that also really surprised you that were maybe counter to had you not done the study? You would have maybe been thinking it was one thing, but actually come find out it was maybe a little bit different. Yeah, I think the book was a huge thing. So a huge thing that my husband and I did when we were starting our first company is we really wanted to write a book to build our platform. And we were just like, if we could just have a New York Times bestselling book, that's going to put us on the map and leads are just going to come flying in. We're not going to know what to do with ourselves. Right. And it took us two and a half years of hardcore prospecting and cold calling agents to even have someone talk to us. And then it was learning how to do a book proposal and then finally getting an agent and then finally selling it to a publishing house. And, but then it's like, we realized like, oh man, I don't need marketing skills. We are salespeople. And that's the one thing that I really latched onto is like, you can market all day long, but if you can't sell, it don't matter. Mm. And so we were just really blessed. We were great salespeople. We weren't great marketers. We had to learn how to be great marketers, but we were great salespeople. And we were really fortunate that our first book, Take the Stairs, launched number two on the New York Times. The lead yeah. not coming in. <laughs> like, that did not happen. Like the leads were not just like pouring in. It's like, so here's some of the things that we learned that I think were also validated in this study, but we don't naturally think about that is that marketing is there for credibility. Marketing is there for awareness. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to convert those leads because you have really good ideas and really good content and really good copy. And I think that's a big deal. And it's, we also believe that most people still buy with a human transaction. Yeah. And there's so much talk out there about click and buy, click and buy. Most people are still not clicking and buying unless it's a product, right? If I'm buying face cream, I'm going to probably click it and buy it. But if it's a service, 
I'm still going to do research. I'm going to talk to multiple people. I want to talk to you, especially if it's a recurring or it's a lot of money. And those were some of the aha moments where it's like, yes, you can invest tons and tons of time into writing a book and you should if it's your passion. But if you think that's what's going to build your business, you're wrong. Your book will only sell if you already have a great business and a great platform that you know how to sell your book to it. And those were some of the things that were really validated in the study. I think one of the other big things that came out was this whole thing around testimonials. Like that wasn't even like on our top five, even though we're big believers in getting testimonials. But the fact that testimonials was number one, 62% of Americans said that was the most important thing. Number two was being paid to speak or consult on the topic, i.e. you're perceived as an expert. And then the fourth one, so those were paid to speak and consult were two and three. Then number four was a really nice website because people want to know that like you're not going to be a business that goes out overnight, right? It's like they want to know you're an established, successful business. Those were very surprising to us when you hear so many people talking about TED Talks and podcasts and courses and followers and engagement. It just wasn't that big of a deal with actual purchase decisions. I think the next biggest thing that I think would be relevant to our audience is how do you present yourself in terms of your title? So one of the things that we wanted to know is what titles do Americans hold as the most credible titles? (laughs) And I think this too is really fascinating. The top three were CEO, founder, and expert. CEO, founder, and expert. That's really interesting. At the very, very bottom were things like coach, trainer, and host. Wow. Okay. Being in the business of coaching, training, and hosting, I was like, huh, well, we need to make some adjustments to how we distinctively describe what we do and who we are. All right. This is the moment that I'm no longer on the podcast. Say, welcome to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner, your host. I'm going to say something totally different. This is the time it's happened for all of those people listening. Uh, you heard it when it happened. So if I start changing that hook, you know which why. I'm going to do on this <laughs> podcast, when I do the intro in just a few minutes, I'm going to change it. That's really great. Going back to some of the other things that you mentioned just a moment ago, I want to ask around testimonials and case studies. Is there any one thing that you can say, okay, look, you need to have testimonials, case studies, you need to be able to have. Is there anything that really stood out to you or something you could give us? about, well, this makes a really good testimonial case study. This does not. Sure do. Interview your clients. Mm -hmm. Do not leave it up to them. They do not know what you want them to say. You know what you want them to say. Interview them on video. Say to say, I'm not even going to put any pressure on you. Give me five minutes. I'm going to interview us. Then you've got it in video. You can cut yourself out. You can transcribe it, make it in writing, do all the things. But they don't know, you know. Make it easy. I love that. That's so good. The very first one you mentioned too, is it fair to say that people through your content and the value that you're putting out there, social media as one platform, a website, et cetera, is it fair to say that that is helping to warm the client up? So taking them from a cold prospect to the by the time that you actually speak to them, on the phone, in person, on Zoom, often, that they're already warmed up to say, hey, your story resonated with me. 
And so I can relate to you. Is that fair to say that? Yeah, I would. And I think one of the things that I would say is I would be negligent if I didn't say this, but just building your social media platforms, I don't think is worthwhile personally. I think building your email list is worthwhile. I think Mm -hmm. being on social media should be driving people to the opportunity to subscribe to an email list because you're going to give them something of value that then you control the narrative. You can control the discussion. You don't get to control Jack squat on social media. That's not your platform. That is rented real estate. That is somebody else's platform and you're just borrowing time. And when they change the algorithm, all the things change. Or if it goes down, as we so recently witnessed with Instagram and Facebook, right? It's a great reminder of, oh yeah, I'm really too dependent on this. So to me, social media is an advertising vehicle for people to get to know you enough But then they would go, what else you got for me? So that you can give them something of value to get their email. But Mm -hmm. I believe social media is there to help you build your email list because that's one thing you own. Yeah. Zuckerberg owns Facebook. He's got that platform. That's not your platform. That's not your audience. Mm -mm. That is your audience. You're just building their audience. They're building their platform. So let's do the same thing and go, all right, I'm going to use your platform to build mine. But mine is my email list. I love this so much. I've taken five, six pages of notes. I've picked up a lot. A couple things. One, where can somebody find the link to the study that you're referring to that we've been discussing? Where can they find that? And then if they want to connect with you, Brain Builders, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So to get the study, to connect with Brain Builders Group, it's the same place. Go to brainbuilderscroup.com forward slash study, and you will see this at work, right? I'm going to give you something of value. You give me your email. That's how it works. But go to brainbuildersgroup.com forward slash study. You'll get the entire study. There's tons of free, awesome, valuable content. So go there. If you want to connect with me, this is something I've been talking a lot about here lately as it relates to personal branding. So I will share it here. Depends on how you want to connect with me. If you want to learn about me as a person, who I am, go to Instagram. And my handle is AJ underscore Vaden. However, if you want to learn from me, if you want to get tips on sales, leadership, entrepreneurship, personal branding, connect with me on LinkedIn, and that's AJ Vaden. But you ain't going to get nothing about learning from me on Instagram, and you're going to get nothing about my personal life on LinkedIn. So if you want both, connect both. I love it. I love it. AJ, this has been fantastic. I've learned so much. and Thank you for the value that you provided to our listening audience today, and I hope to have you on in the future. Thank you so much. I really did get a ton out of that conversation with AJ. A few things that really stood out to me. Number one is the importance of both online and offline personal brand. And I really love the fact that she called out the fact that, hey, social media is one thing we immediately, and of course, I admittedly do this, is to think when she says personal branding, I think of social media, and that's only one avenue. Secondly, trustworthiness in the marketplace and that trust is an accelerator. I think I'll remember that. Trust is an accelerator. Next, you can do the right things in the wrong order. You can do the right things in the wrong order. Last two things I think probably stood out as much as anything. The importance of third-party testimonials, case studies, and then making sure you interview them to do it. And then lastly, four things. What problem do you solve? What is the unique way that you solve it? For who do you solve it for? And how do you make money solving it? I'm going to read those again. 
What problem do you solve in the marketplace? What is the unique way that you solve it? Number three, for who do you solve it for? And number four, how do you make money solving it? I love that conversation with AJ. I hope to have her back on. Make sure that you click in wherever your show notes are on Apple, Spotify. I know a lot of you listen to us on Apple and on Spotify. Those are two most downloaded platforms that are used. It's going to be in the show notes. If you're not getting our emails, make sure you go to club.capital forward slash podcast and subscribe so you always get notification and always have some of the little nuggets with links and other things that we do on our email that goes out every single Monday. This was such a great way to get 2022 off to a start. Use this year to be able to build not only your business, but your personal brand. That's absolutely going to have an impact on what you do with your company. As we go into the new year, I want to give big shout out. Thanks to our partners and our friends and our podcast sponsors, Direct Clicks, Club Capital, Coach P, and Relevant. They're the best in the business. Make sure you go to directclicksinc.com to get help on how to build your online presence for your business, to be able to work on your pay-per-click campaigns. They're the best in the world. They have done all the A-B split testing. They're the ones going to be able to help you and know your industry and know what it is, what campaigns work and what campaigns don't work. Reach out to directclicks at directclicksinc.com. Hey, if you're wanting to get 2022 off to the best start, make sure that you work with the best to learn the strategies and the tactics to help grow your insurance agency. Work with Coach P at CoachPConsulting.com and make sure that you mention the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Get 50% off your first month. Whether you're looking to be tops in your marketplace or looking to be tops in the country, Coach P is going to be able to help take you to the next level. This time of year, the first part of the year, everybody is beginning to think about, okay, what are the giveaways I'm going to have at the events for 2022? What about my customers? What about whenever somebody comes and buys several different things with me? I want to be able to make a great first impression for that new customer. Reach out to Relevant Advantage. Go to Relevant Advantage or their, if you're a State Farm agent, make sure you go to their sister website, sfagentpromos.com. And of course, our partners at Club Capital. Go to club.capital, book your no-obligation demo today and find out why and how they've been able to become the largest accounting, CFO, bookkeeping, tax analytics firm in the country for insurance agency owners. Go to club.capital, book your no-obligation demo today. What a great way to get off the year of 2022 with the podcast with AJ's. So grateful for all of you. Let's make 2022 the best year that we've ever had. Until next episode, lead well. Mm-hmm.